0: Hello, hello! I'm your host Wyke Metz, co-host Jackson Holland, and welcome to the Patriot's Past, where we take a look at the history of the US. Today we'll be taking a dive into the Fugitive Slave Acts of the mid-1800s and the historical case of Anthony Burns. How did these events affect slavery going forward, and did they indirectly cause the Civil War? That and more on this episode, so stay right there.
1: Okay, before we start our broadcast, let me ask you something. Are you bored? In quarantine? It is a pretty boring time. Don't you wish you have like something to do, like maybe a free-to-play MMORPG? Well look no further as I introduce our sponsor for today, Raid Shadow Legends. With over 5 million downloads and being number one on Google Play, it is probably the go-to game while you're stuck at home and during quarantine. There are hundreds of champions, each customizable to your liking. And we do updates, like, basically every other week, you're never gonna be bored of this game because it's constantly changing and there's more things to explore. Sign up now and if you click the link in the description, you'll get yourself 100k silver, 50 gems, 1 energy refill, and 1 free champion. Download it now on the App Store or Google Play. And tell your friends to get it too because, you know, PvP and you guys can do stuff together. Anyway, back to our broadcast.
0: Before the fugitive slave acts were ratified, there was nothing barring slaves from just running to a free state and becoming completely free. As long as they were in a free state, it would be illegal to make them a slave again. However, as you can imagine, slave plantationers didn't really like the fact that their slaves could just run from them and then be completely, legitimately safe. So they looked for a loophole in the Constitution. They pointed towards this article which based in the Constitution, which basically stated that no person held in service or bondage could be legally free in the event that they would flee the person who held them in servitude. So this being brought up by Southern politicians led to the writings of the Fugitive Slave Acts. The Fugitive Slave Act, the first one, was passed by Congress near the beginning of the country in 1793. It said that slaves who ran away and fled to another state should be arrested and returned to their plantation thereon. However, This law also entitled them to a trial by jury, which many races and slave owners don't like. They just wanted their slaves back. They didn't want to have to go through a court system or anything. So after much outcry by these politicians, the law ended up being revised in 1850 to become much more severe. Runaway slaves were now required to be caught by any who saw them and returned. And any who did not abide by this would suffer great penalties. So even if you were a complete innocent bystander, you had to look for these slaves and send them back to where they'd most likely be severely beaten and killed. And now, obviously, though this law was meant to deter abolitionists at the time, it actually ended up having the opposite effect. The number of individuals helping slaves increased, and northern states began writing individual liberty laws, and the Underground Railroad expanded its work. So overall, despite these laws literally causing a more severe restriction on slaves, the impact it had on the American people was one that forced more people stuck in neutrality to look at the abolitionist movement and see what they were about, which not only helped the growing northern sentiment against slavery to flourish even more, but it also fed the divide slowly separating the north and south, which would indirectly lead, or directly, however you see it, to the civil war.
2: Anthony Burns played a large part in the removal of the Slave Act and was one of the cases that people rallied behind to take it down. He was a slave who had escaped from Virginia in 1853, and he ran away to Boston where he worked for a year before he was recaptured and tried under the Fugitive Slave Act. Boston was strongly against the Act at the time, and so the trial drew a lot of attention from Boston sympathizers. Burns ended up losing the trial even with aid from the Boston sympathizers, and he was then shipped back off to Virginia where he would continue to be a slave. This caused outrage among many of the northern states and motivated many people to start fighting against the Fugitive Slave Act. Burns was eventually freed with a purchase that was funded by a lot of Boston sympathizers with the help of Reverend Leonard Grims, a member of Boston's 12th Baptist Church. He then moved back to Boston and continued to live out the rest of his life. He got an education from university and continued to fight against the unconstitutional violations of human rights.